Hello, and welcome back to the Mindset Edit. I'm your host, Victoria D'Ambrosio, and thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. In today's episode, I am sharing seven lessons I have learned by going through the 75 Hard program. And these are lessons that relate to mindset and manifestation. So even if you have no idea what 75 Hard is, or you know what it is, and you have no intention of ever doing it, that's fine. And it doesn't matter because these are lessons that I believe are going to be applicable to you and your business and your manifestation journey that I just happened to really become aware of by going through the 75 Heart program. Now, if you don't know what 75 Heart is, it is a mental toughness program that was designed by the entrepreneur Andy Frasilla. And so what it is, is it's a program that is self-led and you do a specific set of activities every single day for 75 days straight. And if you miss a single day, and if you miss a single activity, you have to start over. So even if you are on day 74 and you skip, for example, one of the workouts, you're not supposed to like be able to go on. It's obviously self-led, so technically I guess you could. But the purpose of the program is that you would start from zero because it's really meant to breed consistency and work on this mental and in some ways physical toughness. And if you're curious, I'll just read um, the activities that you have to do every day for 75 days as designed by Andy Frasilla. So number one, it's following a diet. It's not a specific diet. You could pick whatever diet you want to follow, but you have to follow it for 75 days. No cheat meals are allowed. No alcohol. You have two 45-minute workouts every single day, and one of them has to be outdoors. You also have to take a progress picture, drink one gallon of water, and read 10 pages of a book. So a couple of caveats before we dive into the lessons. Uh, number one, this is, again, not an episode to push 75 hard on you, so don't feel like that. While I think 75 hard has been incredible for me, I don't think it's necessarily the best answer for every single person out there. Number two, at the time of recording, I'm still in the middle of 75 hard. I'm actually not in the middle. I'm very, very close to the end. I have about a little over two weeks left. So nearing the tail end, uh, but I had a lot I wanted to share. So I wanted to get on the podcast sooner rather than later. Um, and then number three, just to be very, very transparent and honest, I did make one change to 75 hard for me personally. I already read a lot of nonfiction. So um, to read 10 pages of a nonfiction book, because I believe it's supposed to be nonfiction specifically, I was like, that's not part of a challenge for me because I already do that. So for me, I decided to swap the reading of the book with uh, meditation, 10 minutes of meditation, because that was a habit that I wanted to build. And for me, when I started my 75 journey, hard journey, it was because 75 hard had a lot of things in it that I wanted to do. And in a lot of ways, I already did a lot of these activities, but I didn't do them as consistently as I wanted. So I thought this would be a really good way to light a fire under me and be consistent with um, a lot of these activities. Specifically, the working out and the drinking of water was like the big ones for me because I would work out, but it'd be like three times a week or so. Um, and I am so bad about, or was so bad about <laughs> drinking water. So that's how uh, I came to start the 75 hard journey. So with that, I'm just going to go straight into the lessons that I've learned because you'll hear more about my journey through through the context of the lessons. So lesson number one is that I realized that so many of my reasons for either doing something or not doing something were actually excuses in disguise. And it's one of those things where I can say that now looking back, but in that moment, you could not convince me 
that they were excuses. Like if I were listening to my own podcast, I'd be like, that's good for you, Victoria, but I don't make excuses. Like if I don't do something, there's a legitimate reason, right? But like I can now look back and see that these things were excuses. So in the context of 75 hard specifically, right, right before it started, I had decided to do 75 hard right before it started. I was, I guess, getting a little bit of cold feet. And I was like, oh, you know, maybe I'll change it up a little bit. Maybe instead of doing two 45 minute workouts every single day, I'm only going to do one. And it doesn't always have to be outdoors because in my mind, I was like, whoever invented this, I didn't know who it was at the time. I was like, they clearly did not live in New England in the winter. Like, I'm not going outside. It's going to be icy and snowy, like no way, no how. Right. And I was like, using these reasons was like, oh, New England winter, um, you know, working out twice a day, 45 minutes every day. Like I can get really injured doing that. I can't do that again in my brain. Very rational reason. Uh, same thing with a gallon of water. I was like, if you guys have not seen me in, in real life, I am a very petite human being. I'm only five feet tall. I'm very small. So I was like, a gallon of water is actually a lot of water for someone that, that is my size. So I'm, I like did a calculation for, uh, how much I should drink based on my size. And it wasn't even like that much less than the gallon. And realistically with working out twice a day, I should have been drinking more water. So it would have equaled out. But again, my point to you is being like, these were all in my brain, rational reasons. Again, I want to caveat now. You might be somewhere where working out twice a day genuinely would not be good for you. I'm talking about me specifically, because for me specifically, while I was not working out every single day, I was working out consistently and I was working out like pretty intensely. So while the jump to two times a day would be difficult for me, it would not be unsafe as long as I was moderately like working on those two workouts a day. So meaning like don't do an insane thing twice a day, maybe do a walk for one of your workouts and then something else. Right. But my point to you is this is like so many of my reasons were excuses and I didn't see and they were keeping me small and they were keeping me stuck and they were forms of self-sabotage. And this happens even so much in business because I can clearly look back on 75 hard now that I've been doing the two workouts a day because spoiler alert, I decided to do 75 hard the way it was intended with the exception of the meditation thing. So I've been doing the two workouts a day once outside a day and I can now see because I've done that, I was like, oh, it's totally fine. This was clearly an excuse for me to be lazy and stay small and self-sabotage. But this happens all the time in our business, at least for me, where I'm like, oh, well, I can't, I can't do this because blah, 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 whatever reason I have in my head. But really, it's me staying stuck. And where I see this even more with business and manifestation is around the term aligned action, right? Because you always hear, take aligned action. I have said those words, take aligned action. But the problem with saying take aligned action is it leaves it on you to understand what aligned action is. And the general uh, language around aligned action is it's action that feels good and easy and flowy. But in my experience, the issue with that is that if you want something, you want to manifest a life in a business that is very drastically different from where you are today, you're going to have to think different, behave different, take different actions. And that doesn't mean struggle and sacrifice and work until three in the morning and kill yourself over whatever Excel. But it does mean that you're probably going to have to take some uncomfortable action simply because it's outside of your comfort zone. If it was in your comfort zone, th then you would already be doing it. It would already be part of your reality. Do you understand what I'm saying? So sometimes I think when we we can hurt ourselves, we're saying, oh, well, that action is not aligned. It is not aligned for me to do that. 
And I really need you to check yourself to be like, is this actually not aligned or does this feel uncomfortable because it forces me to grow and it gets me out of my comfort zone? Because just because it's uncomfortable does not inherently make it not aligned. But we we think of it that way because it's a lot easier to stay in our comfort zone. Now, the issue is only you, only you can decide what is aligned and what is not. So for 75 hard, right, only I could decide whether two times a week or two times a day rather was really going to be too much for me or if, like and I had to, you know, for medical reasons, take a step back or if I if I could do it. Right. Only I could draw that line because only I know myself and my body. But it, again, because we have our self-sabotage on, it could be hard to tell. And so what I do personally, what works for me is I will toe the line to figure out what is actually aligned or not. So I am, especially after 75 hard, realizing this, I'm, I'm going to do this even more now in my business is I'm going to try the more intense version of whatever it is. So in the case of 75 hard, I was like, okay, I'm going to try the two times a week, a day. And if it's too much, then I'll walk it back to one instead of just telling myself only do one. And then I never would have done a second workout during a day. Why would I do that? I would have never done that. Right. I never would have seen that I was actually strong enough to handle the two workouts a day, both physically and mentally. And so with business, for me, it's like, okay, well, does posting, let's say five times a week on Instagram, that feels like too much. Well, maybe I'll try five times a week. And if it's really after two or three weeks, like absolutely horrible, then okay, maybe I move it down to three versus three and then five. Again, this is just what works for me personally. You do not have to do this. Like for some people, I'm sure like that's the opposite of what they should be doing. But the lesson that I do want every single one of you listening to take away is really be like, okay, is this aligned action or is this just keeping me in my comfort zone? And figure out a way that works with the way you work around things to be able to figure out and toe that line. Just going, diving all in is just the way that works best for me. So that's lesson number one. Many of your reasons are actually excuses in disguise. So figure out what they are because they are likely keeping you from your next level. Number two, this is more of a theory than a lesson, but I have a theory that when you're moving towards the next level of your life and your business, like anything that's growing you, whether that's physically or mentally or in your business, through money, you will manifest things going wrong to keep you safe. How many times have you had a situation where you're like, oh, I was going to start posting every day on Instagram and then I got sick or then so-and-so happened, right? And something like life just seems to happen. Like you had every intention of doing it and life happens, you get sick or whatever. I believe that that is your subconscious manifesting things, whether it's you getting sick or whatever else to keep you in your comfort zone, because taking those actions, especially taking those actions consistently would get you to your next level. And that is unsafe to your subconscious. What comes to mind for me is like when I was younger, I have a brother who is two years younger than me. Um, So when we were little, like my mom would drive us to school. And I remember we had a, a, a minivan and I think we were going to school. We were going to something academic related and I got out of the car and my brother, like it was literally like a TV show. My brother is like 
holding on to like the seat in the minivan and my mom's like trying to pull him out because he does not want to go into class or whatever academic related thing we were going to like he was holding on with all of his might and I feel like that is your subconscious when you are consistently working towards your next level whatever that looks like for you in either health fitness or money business goal right your subconscious wants to keep you safe because it thinks more money more success better fitness is actually unsafe which again I know it's not, but that's how the subconscious works. And so it's going to manufacture all of these reasons to keep you stuck. And I even found that for myself during 75 hard. Like I was doing this like through, I would get migraines. I would, I was moving. I had weddings, like all of these things were happening that it would have been very easy again to be like, well, I don't have the time or I shouldn't work out with a migraine. Um, Again, like obviously I was modifying during those times, like walking and not you know, running 10 miles, but you know, they would come up and it, and then after it's funny cause I would do it. And then I feel so good after, like I still stay consistent despite all of that. And again, it's one of those things I can see in hindsight that it's almost like the same category as all these excuses that are coming in. It's all of this stuff happening to try to keep you safe. It is your subconscious holding onto the seats in the car, not wanting to, not wanting to leave, not wanting to get rid of the steering wheel, but you want to get rid of this. You want to get in the steering seat or the driver's seat and drive to your destination, which is like your next level in life. Right. And the, and again, this is what has worked for me personally, but in the context of 75 hard, not giving myself grace was the best thing I could have done for myself. And what I mean by that is even on those days where I was super, super busy. And sometimes I was working out when people were over at my house in my bedroom doing Zumba because <laughs> like everyone else is just hanging out at like 11 p.m. at night. Like I wasn't giving myself any grace. Even when I had a headache, I was like, okay, we're going to do a slow yoga. We're going to walk. Like it was the best thing I could have done for myself. And like almost every single time after I did it, even with like the headache or the crazy schedules, I felt so much better after, especially with the the ones where I wouldn't feel well physically and then I would work out and feel totally fine after. I'm like, whoa, that's so weird because you would think like I would not feel better, but I do. And to me, from in my experience, I was like that was a sign for me that like it really was self-sabotage trying to knock me off. And I said, not today. Like I, over my dead body, am I not am I starting from zero? Because I'm not starting from zero <laughs> and I got to get my workout in. So just want you to notice that like notice what starts coming up for you when you do make decisions to move forward and again how it ties into all those excuses and reasons right and just see where maybe you can push yourself through again in a way where you're pushing yourself but not in any sort of harmful way so you're still taking action but in a way that feels good and you can kind of push through that self-sabotage all right lesson number three this was something I realized is if I give myself enough time to think, I will allow myself to talk myself out of it. So don't move. I have to move faster than my brain. That's the lesson. Move faster than your self-sabotaging negative thoughts. Now, obviously, this happened a lot for me in the context of 75 hard, specifically around the workouts. Like there would be so many days where I was so tired, especially at the beginning, getting used to those two workouts. Those were obviously the hardest part for me. Um, like I would sit on my couch and I was like, all I want to do is cry. Like I had my period. I was tired. I like my legs hurt so bad because I was also, I've been training for a half 
within the 75 <laughs> hard thing like that's what I've been using a lot of my workouts to to train for a half marathon and I just wanted to freaking cry and I would come up again like I would just hear the complaints like they weren't even excuses because I knew like eventually I would do it but I just heard all like the negativity like I don't want to do this I'm so tired my legs hurt all that stuff and I was I remember at one point I just shut it off like it was like a brick wall went up in my brain I'm like Victoria stop talking about it get up and go. And I realized I had to move faster than my brain because if if I allowed myself to continue sitting on that couch for even five more minutes to complain and rationalize why I shouldn't work out, I would have given up. I had to move faster than my brain. And then again, it was one of those things where I worked out and then I felt totally fine and great afterwards. But I couldn't allow myself to think. And I want you to think about where this shows up in your business because I've even seen this with myself. Like I'll have conversation with friends about a business idea. I'm like, oh, I really want to launch this program or this thing or whatever else. And I get so excited. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely doing this. I'm going to put it out there next week on the podcast or whatever if I put it on Instagram. And then like a day later, I'm like, oh, but like mm, you can't just pitch that and you can't do this for xyz reasons you can't sell that like all of the reasons to not do something come into my brain and then a lot of times I don't do it so I've realized like I need to move faster move fast enough so that my self-sabotaging limiting beliefs don't get in the way of me taking the actions that are going to get me to my next level in my business. So just notice where that might be happening for you too. Where do you talk yourself out of doing things that you were really excited about or that you would want to do, but you all, you let the limiting beliefs get in the way like, oh, you know, you can't just launch a group coaching program. Like you need two months to launch for that. And who's going to sign up? And what if nobody signs up? Like, do not let those things get in your way. If you can take consistent messy action, that will get you more results than like the overthinking ever, ever will. That is, again, it's just going to keep you stuck. Okay, lesson number four, internal changes will happen before external changes. We hear this a lot in the manifestation world, right? Like your mindset shifts. It's like the internal world that creates your external reality. And so in the context of manifestation, you'll see this. You'll start to see a mindset shift around money or whatever you're manifesting in your business you'll feel more calm or more at peace or more secure or more abundant, even though your physical reality hasn't changed. And it's when you have that internal shift that the external reality then then changes as a result. It's not the other way around. A lot of times we wait for the external reality to shift. So for us to get a new client or get new more money, and then we feel more safe and secure, but it's the other way around. And I noticed that a lot with 75 Heart because obviously I was working out twice a day, every single day. I was like, am I going to see changes in my body? Because I would like to. <laughs> and, um, you know, for a while I didn't. But what I did notice was that I was stronger. When I could once only run one or two miles, I can now run six. When I could um, once only lift five pound weights, now I can lift 10 or whatever it was, right? And I just wanted to share that reminder. It's, it's the internal work that creates the external reality. And so just notice, where are you waiting for your external reality to change before your internal reality changes? Where are you waiting for more clients, more followers, more sales, more money to then feel good about yourself versus feeling all those feelings that you would have when you get that thing now and understanding that it's that internal shift that you have 
consistently when you get to that state that then will create the external reality. All right, lesson number five. Um, in order to say yes to something, you have to say no to something else. Change isn't easy. So whether this is in, you know, working out or your business, when you want to build towards something, you have to, you're going to have to say no to something else. And I think a lot of times, I, I'm guilty of this too, we try to wait for the perfect time and then we'll take our action and then we'll, you know, post online and whatever else. And that almost never exists. And so just thinking about what is the life that you want to create for yourself in your business? Like how much money do you want to make? What kind of clients do you want to serve? Like what level of client do you want to serve? Like how, what type of programs that do you want to create and sell? And what does that really look like? And notice what you have to give up in order to get there. And this could look like a bunch of different things. Like for me to do 75 hard, that meant less scrolling time on my phone. <laughs> I didn't really have to give up all that much. But, you know, a couple of days I had to wake up earlier to get my workouts in. If I had a really busy day, if I like the days I had weddings and stuff, I'm like, all right, I have to wake up early so I can get two 45 minute workouts in. Right. So I gave up a little bit of sleep once or twice. But that was okay because what I wanted to finish 75 hard was so much more than that. When it comes to your business, you know, what what do you have to change? Is it that you have to, you know, say no to even something like feeling scared of being judged and show up more fully and more authentically online on social media? Because deep down, you know, you're still wearing a mask and you're saying certain things because you want to please certain people or you don't want to offend anyone. But that version of you who has that next level business, those next level clients, those that next level monthly income, she's speaking her authentic truth. She's not afraid to ruffle some feathers because she is going to share what's true to her because she knows it's going to attract her tribe and her community. So do you have to give up potentially being afraid of judgment or ruffling some feathers in order to get there? Like, Think about what you have to give up to get there. And if you're okay with that, because this is another conversation I was having with someone. It's like, we all say that we want these goals. I think it's James Clear in Atomic Habits who says something along the lines of winners and losers have the same goal. But obviously the winners are the ones who, who have achieved the goal. And I think that difference is what you're willing to do to get there. So just notice you're like, okay, here's where I am in my life and my business. Here's where I want to be. What what do I need to give up? And it's going to be something that keeps you in your comfort zone a little bit. What do I have to change and give up in that way to get what I want and start taking action on that? Um, lesson number six is short and simple, but confidence comes from keeping your word to yourself. Confidence comes from keeping your word to yourself. When you say you're going to do something and it does not have to be as extreme as 75 hard, it could be, you know, just saying you were going to get the groceries today and then you get the groceries today. I don't know. Your confidence builds because you're trusting yourself. So many times we struggle with confidence within ourselves and it's because we have all of these micro moments throughout the day, multiple days, multiple weeks, multiple mo months of breaking promises to ourselves. Like even for me back in towards the end of 2023 when I was like, oh, I'm going to meditate today and then I didn't meditate. Oh, I'm going to work out today and then I didn't work out today. Right? Confidence comes from keeping your world word to yourself. And when you keep your word to yourself, you build trust with yourself. 
And when you build trust with yourself, that's actually connected to money manifestation. So if you have a situation with money where you don't trust money is going to come in and you don't trust like it's always going to be there for you, I would suggest looking at where you don't trust yourself because there's usually a connection there. So see where you're not keeping your word to yourself. And sometimes that means your word has to change. Like if you if you keep telling yourself, I'm going to work out five times a week and you cannot handle like that right now for where you're at in your life, that is fine. Change it to two times a week and do something that you can keep your word to yourself. And then you are going to build that confidence. You're going to build that trust in yourself. And then if you do three times a week, great. The third one is bonus. But just notice where you're you're out of alignment with what you're saying about yourself around what you're going to do and adjust that you're going to grow in confidence and it's going to trickle in other into other areas of your life okay and then last lesson is that you need to master the hard until the hard becomes easy until the hard becomes who you are and you honestly are going to forget that you once struggled with it i say this a lot in the online space they're like oh this was so easy that was so easy It's so easy for me to just post on social media. It's easy for me to get clients. But the thing is, and for me in 75 Hard with working out, it's the same thing. At one point, it was hard. And I think that is an important lesson that I needed to learn is that sometimes the things that you have to do are going to be hard at first because, again, they are so far out of your comfort zone. But they are going to get you to that next level in life. And if you can get up that initial learning curve, then at some point, the thing that you first thought was so hard becomes easy. It becomes part of who you are and you quite frankly forget you struggled with it at one point in time. I now look back and remember for me physically, right? It was so hard. I couldn't even run down one block without wheezing. I couldn't breathe. I have bad asthma, like all the things. And now I can run six miles. That's a huge difference. And it's so wild. Like I almost forget that, you know, I used to struggle with that. Same way, like I used to struggle so deeply posting online on TikTok. I was so afraid of what people would think. I was so afraid of judgment and I had to say the right thing. And I did a million takes and I had to have my hair perfectly done and my makeup perfectly done. And now I have no problem showing up in sweatpants and messy hair and no makeup on on TikTok and I'll just share what I need to share because I've gotten over that and because now what was once so hard is now easy for me. And so I just wanted to share that because I'm I'm curious if you reflect where is there something that might feel challenging at first and know that once you master it, it becomes easy. It will become part of you. And I see this all the time with my clients. That's why I named my online course is called Next Level You University for a reason. It is because through this process of working through your limiting beliefs and becoming that next level version of you, like you literally become that next level version of you. So whether that's maybe you were making $3,000 a month and now you're making $7,000 a month, like you now are so acclimated at the $7,000 a month mark that you forget that once before it was so hard for you to hit 7,000 because now this is just your new normal and you will continue that cycle of moving up to your next level. So maybe you go from 7,000 to $20,000 months and 20 to 50 and you are continuously becoming the next level you. But, (laughs) you know, when we're moving from one level to the other, there is, there's a challenge in that. So it's your job to master the hard until the hard becomes easy 
it will just become, you know, what you do, who you are, you will become that next level self. And looking back, you're going to be like, oh, wait, I totally forgot that that was hard. Because again, it's just one of those things that it's hard because it's out of your comfort zone. It's not hard because it's unaligned in this context, right? It's not hard because it's not, not something you can't do. It's just, it's out of your comfort zone. It's new. It's going to take a little bit of time to acclimate, but then you're going to acclimate and you're going to get to that next level. And you're literally, I see this all the time with my clients. You're going to be like, I can't believe I used to struggle with this. I can't believe this used to hold me back because now I'm here. So master the hard until the hard becomes easy. And then it just becomes a part of who you are without realizing it. And you're at that next level. And with that, those are my seven lessons around mindset and life and manifestation that I have learned by going through the 75 hard program. I hope that at least one of them has been helpful, insightful, maybe a perspective shift for you. If it was, let me know. I always love to hear from you guys in the DMs, your takeaways from these podcast episodes. And if you liked this sh- liked this episode share it with a friend share it on your stories leave a review it would mean the world to me and with that i will talk to you guys in next week's episode bye have a good one